we've entered a long period of rains on my rainy balcony and from it autumn leaves drift into the falling rain and get lost in it before reaching another soul but I miss you most of all when I was listening to Chet Baker's version of Autumn Leaves it's one of my favorite songs the English lyrics were written by Johnny Mercer the forecast right now says there'll be about 10 days of rain some days 90% then 80% then 70% of course forecasts have changed quickly earlier this year and in times past of course so this might change at any time but before this point there was a promise of many sunny days ahead but a day or two ago the rain started I'm reminded of Ray Bradbury's story about the never-ending rain and also about another story of his All Summer in a Day which I talked about in one of my earliest episodes and a beautiful 1982 TV adaptation of it But what was I saying? Yes, just recently it looked like there would be sun and more sun and days for summer dreams outside. But then the change came and at the same time the different beaches where I would go swimming in one of three places they all currently have some blue-green algae which is dangerous to your health potentially even lethal but at the very least you can get ill from exposure to this type of algae I'm thinking about all the things that I need to do that I believe I'm here for and 
different obstacles that have appeared that make things harder. All my life I have felt that this country into which I was born, Finland, has rejected me. It's not just a feeling, it's the reality of it, collectively and with individual people. I've been an outcast. I have not been embraced, supported. I've been made to feel die already, Simon, or go away. We don't know what to make of you. You don't fit in. You have dreams and aspirations that we either can't make any sense of or we resent. We don't want to hear about these dreams because I leave that thought unfinished. But that's been the reality. Some time ago, I decided to give Finland yet another chance. I've given it so many chances and I have tried everything that is possible for a human being to try. And still, here I am. Talking to you. Whoever or whenever you may be. I talk from my balcony in the rain. It's past midnight. Today I... continued creating the sheet music for my Tales from the North, book one. That's a long process and it's going to take a long time. I had hoped to receive some support for that task. Because I know how long it will take and the more things there are in my life that I need to also take care of, the slower that work will go. I mentioned I'm on my balcony. That's because my apartment gets very warm in the summer and this house stores up heat so it stays warm inside even when the weather gets cooler it takes a long time for the interior to cool down so i often sleep on my balcony 
I love that actually. Sleeping in fresh air is one of the best experiences you can have. And here I have that. Yet because it has these glass panels my balcony has, I'm protected enough from the rain. I wanted to record some night thoughts and unlike any other episode I can remember except maybe yes there was a brief part of my picnic episode from last year when for a moment I was lying on my side on the blanket and I spoke a little that way but that was the only part of the episode. Right now I'm on my mattress here on the balcony and it's an inflatable mattress. It's very comfortable and so if you hear some sounds like this just now, that's just me moving around a little on, on the mattress. Night thoughts. I don't remember if I've ever done anything like this on the podcast. I don't think so. I'm very tired. I'm exhausted. In fact, I'm burned out. I've been burned out for some time and uh, working to overcome that and get back to a place of more energy and joy but it's very difficult when all the doors remain closed I've been seeking for a while help on this creative path a way to make it less consuming of my entire life energies because this is not healthy to keep needing to push yourself past your limit every day in order to make progress but I want to talk about those efforts in another episode Because I need to explain the full thing, the full process of seeking that kind of support. To my disappointment, Finland has again kept all doors closed that I have tried so far. I don't think there are many people in this country who understand what I'm trying to do. The goals that I have are not short-term goals. They aren't about trying to please people in this time and place. I see myself as part of the international community 
that's the community I feel a kinship with. I'm not a Finn who associates with other Finns only to do things in Finnish for Finnish audiences about Finnish concerns. That's a horrifying thought to me. But yet, of course, there are many people in this country to whom this thought would immediately turn them against me. It's not about being against Finnish things. But I had hoped that there would be, by now, in the year 2023, a wider understanding of the world and of long-term concerns that go beyond topical concerns that are on the surface for a while and then go away. I don't think that many people here understand for example the fact that David Lynch and Ray Bradbury are among the most socially conscious artists of all time. They are that not because they were dealing with subjects that were hot topics when they were creating their various works, but because they dealt with universal human topics and subjects and stories that will never go out of date. The concerns that find expression in their art will never be outdated. So that puts them far above people who try to look at today's headlines and say to themselves, I'm going to write a story or create a play or do some other kind of artwork about this topic and I will advertise it as being something very socially conscious. I'm not making fun of that kind of art. Everyone has different needs when it comes to art when either creating it or experiencing it as part of the audience. But to go beyond that is far more meaningful in the end. If you think back and try to imagine some novel from 100 years ago that was about some political struggle between two opposing parties in a specific time and a specific place. Well, can you even think of a story like that? And if you can, do you feel a wish to go read it? 
and more than that do you feel a burning desire to go read it because you know you will get something important out of it I don't believe you do I don't believe anyone does so if we write something or in some other realm of art we create something about the very time-specific struggles happening now those works will flash into the world for a moment and then disappear forever because there's no reason why anyone would return to them yet that's the kind of art and entertainment that is almost automatically guaranteed more support than something that aims for more lasting and universal value. David Lynch's work deals with all these topics that everyone can relate to. The full spectrum of human emotions from the darkest to the lightest. That's why it will never get old. The same with Ray Bradbury's best stories. There are many kinds of Bradbury stories and not all of them would fit into the description I'm trying to delineate of lasting work. Sometimes he would tackle subjects that were very much tied to his own time and circumstances. But then he created these timeless stories that will never get old. As long as any story can last, these stories will last. Things like the night or the lake, but also many others. I don't want to start listing them because I'm afraid I would forget to mention some I really would have wished to have mentioned later on. I'm a Finnish person in the year 2023. It's the beginning of July. It's raining, and here I'm thinking about all the losses I've, su sorry, all the losses I've experienced, and how much life there is behind, and how much there remains ahead. With many people, I can tell a lot about their future by just seeing a photo of them. And especially if I meet them or if it's several photos. You know, I don't need a lot to be able to know many things about them and what will happen in the future. Because... You know, it's all written right there. 
And I'm not talking about judging someone based on their facial features or things like that. There's much more that you can tell by looking at a person. If someone has bad posture, so-called bad posture, it could be because they have an unusual spine. That's not bad posture. But I was trying to complete this thought that if someone has what some might see as bad posture, or if they have asymmetrical facial features, or if they have what used to be called a lazy or wandering eye, or if they even have just one eye, if they are going bald, if they have, you know, facial blemishes like acne. That's not what I judge anyone based on. You can see other things. You can see into their soul if you have at all sensitized yourself to this kind of thing and made an effort to start seeing beneath the surface. But why am I talking about this? Because in my own case, I don't see into my own future. So I can't even know that there is a future. I can tell with many other people that there is going to be a future and I can tell certain events that will happen to them based on very little knowledge and very little exposure to pictures of them or video or meeting them briefly or so on. But in my own case, like I said, and sometimes I wonder, does that mean that I have no future? Or at least a long future? I'm not going to go into this topic more because I'm not trying to bring anyone down. I'm just sharing night thoughts. Thoughts when I wish I were asleep already. I wish I were in one of those dreams that I record from time to time. I've shared some of them on Facebook, I think maybe once or twice on Twitter. But most of all, those will go into my book series, Art and Love, of which the second volume is close to being completed. Those are dreams that mean a lot to me. And they were real experiences. They were real dream experiences. As I've tried to explain at different points in different places, whatever we experience in dreams, those are real experiences. They just happen to happen in dreams. But they have real physical and emotional effects on us. They affect us and can make us feel so happy or so sad. I was saying that my dreams will go either there, the important ones, or sometimes on my podcast. 
I've talked about a few dreams on my podcast. I have so many topics I want to get to and uh, I have several people about whom I want to talk and about their beautiful work and I regret that I've now done and felt the need to do several episodes where I haven't yet gotten to talk about them and their works and you know, beautiful things that they have contributed to this world as well as to my own life in a specific way to talk about it in a personal way or make some kind of acknowledgement also of how very important they have been to me. I wish someone would hear someone who would be in a position to do something to make this path more possible to continue on without every step requiring me to burn too much of my limited lifetime to achieve. But I think I have to stop the recording now. I have no idea how the quality of this will turn out. I have also no idea how this will sound to anyone who listens to it. But above all, in life I try to be honest and I try to share the reality of things as I experience them and hopefully that way in part share pass on some humanity and warmth. Sorry about some idiots somewhere downstairs nearby yelling out there if you could hear it. Well, I will say goodnight now and may you also have some of those dreams that let you know that Life doesn't always have to be lonely and sometimes without any light. Tomorrow will be another day and the sun will return sooner or later. Good night for now. Bye.